such an ass. There it was again. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to What's on Joe Mind. Holden <laughs> getting her anger out early. But I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. It's thir- It's Friday night. It's 9 p.m. What else you got to do? Here we are, right? Uh, join I me. You literally woke up from a nap, and you wait. have me calling you names. Wait your turn. Joining me here on the top row, former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro, it's the hot show, Mark Weber. It's Woo! Friday night, 9 o'clock. Gather your kids around the computer, and Joe will teach them new words. Right. They're too bad. Yeah. And in the bottom row, so everybody <laughs> can focus on her cursing at everybody. Uh, it's the queen of G.I. Joe cosplay. It's Joe Colton. Hi, guys. So She's awful blue for wearing that much red, but okay. Every, every t- Now, tonight was, was an easy one. She just called me an ass. But to give you an idea of what happens immediately before I start the show, and we have clarified this process. I say, I'm going to hit the button, and then I hit the button. No, you don't. It's yeah. like there's a delay, and then it like takes like so long, and I'm but, like, he didn't fucking hit the button. But, I, <laughs> but I've, I've told you a number of times there's a delay after I. Hit I it. I get that. I I'm on conference calls. And and you or, don't you don't seem to remember it from week to week. No, it's it's a, like a longer lag. What what we're instituting here oh, is the, I'm not fucking doing that. Is the Joe Colton swear jar? Get out of here! It's sponsored <laughs> by our friends at all the cool stuff. It's all—it's the Joe Colton swear jar. No. <laughs> and you can see, we've we've updated our our coffee fundraising to reflect. Uh, now, instead of buying us a coffee or buying us a GI Joe, you can buy Joe Colton a swear word for the jar. Such. And we'll have a a label for this made up later, but we only came up with this on Wednesday, so I didn't have time to get one now. So for right now, it's sponsored by McClure's Pickles. But but eventually, it will be the Joe Colton Swear Jar brought to you by all the cool stuff. Oh, Uh, my God. How you you support our channel, follow the link down below for our company site. It'll be full, I mean full, of loonies and toonies by Christmas, guaranteed. Just, that delay kills me every single time. Yeah, clearly. I think it's, a, it's just a long delay. Like, it's an extended delay. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you're I, like, I pushed it, and I watched for the live, and I'm like, he didn't, he didn't friggin' push it, because it's not coming up. I think you, you if have there to was... go back into decaf, and realize that it is at most five seconds. If and there was... Like, I have no control over it. Yeah, if there was no delay, yeah, I don't think there'd be any problem. Right! But the delay is long enough for Joe to load, a, you know, load an arrow in the crossbow, dip it in poison, and pow! I'm just saying, it, it's, it's funny that it is always a similar type of word and always directed at me. And it's the one time she'll say it the entire evening. No. She'll direct it at me anyway. She'll come back to it. Yeah. Speaking of what we're drinking, I'm pretty proud of this. Ready? You've got it so far, right? What I got here? Got some kind of Snapple beverage. Yeah. Kind of. It's very New England-y. Nantucket nectar. But the important thing is, look at that. 
Oh, I love red plum. So good. And you know what? You can barely find it down here. It's hard to find. I, so mad. I don't even know what that is. So. Oh! So good. Oh! Yeah. Nantucket nectar, red plum. Look for it because it's hard to find. But it's real good, especially with vodka. I mean, straight up. Oh. I got uh, I, I got zero sugar seven up tonight. Okay. Yeah, oh. I'm going. I'm going light. I have had COVID shot number two this afternoon. That's what I'm talking about. It's the sequel. Yeah, I feel fine. I, you know, no symptoms, no fever. But I am, I am pretty tired. It feels like it's about three in the morning. Yeah, you don't look good. I don't. I never look good. You've looked better. Yeah. So, you didn't used to look like this. Several years ago, no, I looked much better. So, that's, my, yeah. that, that's my favorite Ghostbusters line. Man, I'm beat. Yeah, you don't look good. What? You didn't used to look like this. You've looked better. May I suggest taking um, Tylenol extra strength? I have. I have took some preemptive Tylenol when I got home. Yeah. And so that that seems to be helping out. But I was taking Tylenol anyway because my foot's a problem. Oh. Well, so take that, it before you go to bed. That's no different than any anything else in my routine, anyhow. So. <laughs> Right, so so the shot did not slow you down at all. No, in fact, it it probably it's numbed me up to the point where I, I'm moving a little faster physically. Ooh, right. you should try going downhill. See how fast you can. Well, I just I just turn on my side and just roll for it like a log, so I get going pretty good. All right. He's all hopped up on some kind of fish tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this plays out. Of course, that's all legal here at the All Drug Olympics. Yes, <laughs> he's torn his arms off. That's got to be disappointing for the big Russian. He may not be in that much pain now, but he's going to feel that in the morning. He's going to feel that tomorrow. <laughs> the immortal Phil Hartman just shaking his head as they dab at the <laughs> muscle string. Joe, have you seen this? SNL sketch, the all drug Olympics. Like Thirty years ago, it's, we'll send it to you. It's a, it's amazing. <laughs> it truly is. But uh, we see our live crowd right now. Twenty eight. It, it was. Um, yes. It's good to see everybody there. We'll, we'll probably get a little bigger. It was weird on Wednesday morning. We got into the the high teens on an unannounced Wednesday morning. Oh wow! Uh, the uh, team stream, which made me both happy and a little concerned for our viewing public. Why? I mean, do they not have jobs? Are they depressed? I mean, are they both? Not just talking about the viewing public. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> why are you judging? I, I mean, I'm not. I'm just. I. I I'm concerned. I, I have genuine feelings for them. They mean a lot to me. I think we were just killing productivity nationwide, international, even given how early we were on. Right. Entirely possible. Ten ten a.m. Eastern is. Uh, that's right when everybody's getting that first refill on their coffee. So, yeah, I feel, I feel like we've uh, we've fulfilled our anarchy. It was a great show, man. We answered some phone calls. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, we greeted some customers in the store <laughs> in our best yeah, they, female they Monty Python voices. Dave Dave muted his microphone, but he didn't mute ours. So, oh. so when he was talking to his customers, his computer was sitting over there going, "Hello, this is Dave." 
And yeah, so by all means, go check that. Check out our video from Wednesday morning, uh, the Cinco de Mayo non sequitur celebration with Dave Tree, with no Joe Colton, unfortunately. I, I didn't, we were, Dave and I were going back and forth trying to set this thing up for about four days. And I didn't keep you guys in the loop because if nothing came of it, I didn't want you to get all, you know, hepped up for it for nothing to happen. So then when it finally, when it finally got nailed down, we were going to do it. I threw it out at Mark and Mark was like, sure, I'll, I'll be there. And I was like, I'm not expecting Joe Colton to be there, but I'll tell you. And of course you were making the world safe for democracy. So three things don't write themselves, playa. Oh, that mute button. She's, she's hit her own mute button. So everybody, everybody at home, everybody yeah. on your bingo card. I she, said. she said, oh, I'm David Shree. Welcome to the show. I yelled at two people also and made a girl cry on Wednesday. Awesome. Is that what you were doing while we were team streaming? <laughs> That's fantastic. Was that because you were angry to not be on with the squad? Or was no. that That's just a Wednesday. No, um, she thought she, she she had authorities that she didn't have and had the way that she could task my employees. I heard the uh, the nameplate on your desk is ridiculously long because it says Miss Joe Colton writing checks and snapping Nexio. No, my employee was like scared. It was on a video call, so they That's were scared. Fear's good. Laugh. Fear's better than love. Fear lasts forever. Yeah. If you were afraid of spiders as a kid, probably still are, right? But you loved Sesame Street. And now, right. hey, when's the last time you watched Sesame Street? Come on. Depends. Depends. Yeah. Sometimes I, I go looking for skits with Cookie Monster in them. Oh, Cookie Monster somewhat Cookie more. Monster's great. Cookie Monster is, is the most versatile comic actor working in America today. So Yeah. I just and still my last favorite commercial. Hey Siri, right? Oh, cousin. Hey, cousin Kenny. Oliver says hi. We say Oliver. Hi to Oliver too. Hi Oliver. Hopefully that didn't scare him too much. But It'll I scare him away. I have a feeling it won't. That's a bold kid. Bold. He's a cutie man. Yeah, we need to get shows going again. Man. I feel I feel like we're under a microscope now, knowing that Kenny's in the audience. We better step our game up. Like we gotta, like we gotta, like now we gotta put something out there. I'm not putting anything out there. There is nothing to put out there. This is this has been the slowest week of news since we started doing the program every week. I was gonna say I don't want to break format. <laughs> it's been <laughs> like we didn't do a news segment with Dave on Wednesday, and there's still no news. Pins. Yeah, there, there was the, the, the some images got released of the the San Diego Comic Con pins, and it's it's uh, Tomax and Zamot, and it's a a a profit director Destro with a Crimson Baroness, and wow. Yeah, Joe's Joe's down there like no big deal, but if it was back to back Red Ninjas, like, oh my god! So I used to collect buttons and pins when I was little. And where they all go? I still have them in my parents' house. That's a wonderful question from uh, Superfan D. Beige. Oh, D. Beige. I'm skipping Davy and Goliath for this. Well, you got that yes. Right, Mongambo. Uh, Be nice to us. Yeah, whatever. 
it's nice to see you in the in the in the team stream as well, sir. Glad to have you back around and not working your ass off like Joe Colton did. Only the finest people in the team stream, right? It's hard to get past yeah. that velvet rope, right? Not everybody's on the list. You're you're implying that we em, employ some kind of gatekeeping measure, which is simply not true. Mm-hmm. We just have, you know, Rob is over there moderating the chat like the hand of God, but he hasn't kicked anybody out to to my knowledge. I think they just make that they make that work on fear. It's straight scripture, man. For many are called, but few are chosen. Come on in, people. And, uh, our, our second bit of news. Sound effect. She's muted. Do, 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 do. It's not she's, real news. She's still muted. No. Oh, that's, yeah. Major look. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually news. It's what we're going to try and make news. Oh, okay. yes. The second piece of news is that the Regal Cobra Commander repaint and the Snake Supreme Cobra Commander both went back on sale on Hasbro Pulse this afternoon and both were sold out within 15 minutes. So good job on that again. I feel like the record is skipped and this is where it landed back to. Um, so, yeah. They probably had five. Yeah, right. I mean, they, found, they found an extra case in the warehouse and just decided to shove it on out there. I mean, without numbers, it's hard to know. You know, it's hard to qualify whether this was a good idea or a bad idea. But I do like that they're pushing out some stuff that's exclusive for the premier members, right? Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, what's the point of having an upper tier level of membership? So right. that's cool. But but if it's so small, if it's only like 20 figures or something, I think there's a better way to use that collateral, right? To, to mm-hmm. galvanize right. the brand, right? But but again, yeah. without, without knowing the numbers, I mean, I'm big on judgment. But it's hard to judge. <laughs> Look, it can't be that much, and it just—it just seems like it's—it's it's generating more bad feelings than good uh, for for the folks that get that message late and just don't have a shot at it. And I mean, you know, we, we talked about it when they threw the the Viper and the and the uh, well, really, the Viper is the important one. But when they threw the Viper out there, I I didn't get the email until after it was already sold out, and I am. Yeah. A- yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't even like, I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. It, it just, it was. So again, some, something needs to be fixed there because you can't keep spending consumer goodwill. Like it's this free currency. That's always going to replenish at some point. You are going to lose too many of the backbone fans that you're counting on to relaunch this brand. And then it's not going to be worth much at all. If you're dropping 50 bucks a year to be a premium member, it's two very different levels of disappointment of either A, wow, there really isn't that much that's exclusive for me here, versus B, they do keep putting small things out, but I can never get them, right? Like, Mm -hmm. not enough is different than, well, we have stuff, but you never get it when you're paying for that level of membership, like, I mean, I, I get enough from Pulse that the, the free shipping on everything else makes it worth it. Sure. So, you know, th- that, that odd Transformer that I'll get over the course of the year or the non-exclusive Joes that I've ordered through Pulse. Great. You know, that, whatever. Not pay, Paying for premium means I'm not paying shipping on that stuff, and so that it comes out in the wash, and that's fine. But, eh, you know, th- this, this extra stuff that they're doing to, to try and 
build up that Hasbro Pulse brand just isn't working because there, there, there's no quantity there. They, they need to yeah. fix that quantity. You have this, 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 it, it, you know, the direct to market game is different than it was the last time they tried to do this. And now that, you know, there's been a business model out there that worked fairly well with Mattel, you can use that to a better, I don't know, to, to a better advantage than, than they are right now. And it's yeah. just, Again, good luck to the new brand leadership on on figuring out how to make that work because mm-hmm. we need to we need to get people feeling like they can actually buy this line it's a great line of toys and it's a fantastic property and not nearly enough people are getting their hands on it yeah so anyhow that's the news do, 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 do. right that's the whole thing we're 16 minutes in and the news is done and yeah. we we spent 11 of those minutes just talking about nothing. Talking about how much Joe Colton likes to curse. Remember, the swear jar now live. Not doing it. On our coffee page. Nobody, nobody's asking you for anything. you got to chill out. You're getting two minutes in the box. Oh. <laughs> She's cursing up a storm now, I can see. I guarantee it. Yeah, see? She just said one. Hate you. We need Hate. to make it. We need to make it benefit something she really cares about, like one of her causes. Well, I mean, she, and then she can't ignore it, right? And then she might curse on purpose for the if, children. If you feel as if we're picking on Joe Colton with the swear jar business, her coffee link is down in the description as well. So you can just send some money to Joe Colton for her projects, and she will keep you abreast of what's going on there. That's good. Man, that's good. You send her two bucks and say one buck for cosplay, the other buck for you to drop a curse right now. Bam. It's win win. Yes. And other than I, we get we get kicked off YouTube quicker. But cool. Or or demonetized. Right? Yeah. But anyways, that's um that's gonna bring up the post sock. And uh, post sock is brought to you much much like everything else on our fine program by Kokomo Toys. Uh, you mean the theme song for Kokomo Toys? Yes. All right, that is Kokomo Kokomo, Kokomo. Toys. Kokomo Toys. Kokomo Kokomo Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys. It's Joe. I got to be honest. You could at least join us for the course. You could harmonize or something. <laughs> There's no harmonizing this. There really wasn't, but no. But we're working on it. You're no fun. Great. No fun. We weren't totally in sync yet. No. But get us two more, and we got our five-person sort of boy band. Mark, Joe, and Mike. Somehow I'm third on this. Stop billing! That didn't take long. Right? I'm taking over. I've watched the G.I. Joe episode on Netflix's The Toys That Made Us several times now. Mm -hmm. I actually think it gets better each viewing. A hilarious episode of Community called G.I. Jeff, Season 5, Episode 11, that I highly recommend to any fan of the franchise. I will second that recommendation. It is really funny. And Community is a great show anyway. Uh, Is there a show or documentary outside the box that you would recommend? Thanks and keep up the awesome work that you all do. Hmm. The new king of the mailbag, Joe Self, via email. And I would say, just right out of the gate, uh, what's what's the one that... that, uh, Kokomo Toys is always trying to get us to to, to look at the, the toy store near you. 
that's on Amazon, and they actually just moved it to it's on YouTube as well, so you don't have to. Yes. Uh, you need you need to watch those because there's some some neat local toy stores, including our good friends at, at Kokomo Toys. Uh, you can get up close and personal with their operation. I mean, I'm 45 minutes away from them. I can drive Kokomo Toys most anytime I want to. But if you're not, if you don't have that luxury, hey, go check out the Kokomo Toys episode of a toy store near you uh, on Amazon and YouTube and uh, wherever your fine documentaries are found. Oops. Gonna make it? Right. Headroom, Al. Headroom. Hancho's breaking his computer as I'm doing a plug for Kokomo Toys, man. I'm just trying to get, it's hard to get this balanced in the middle. It's heavy. Uh, your it's head? Gonna, yes. It's going to get Todd mad at us. You don't want the mayor mad at us. Joe, what, what size bowling ball do you throw? I don't know. Well, whatever it is, it weighs less than my head. So, let's have a little sympathy. Have a little courtesy. What size eight. hat do you wear? Seven and seven eighths. Wow. Big seven eight. and a quarter. Right. Sometimes a seven. Depends. I, I'm not any smarter than anybody, so I don't know what's in there. Not much. Red plum juice, apparently. So right. delicious. So I, I, I'm like a seven and seven eighths or an eight. So I got Wow. These big headed guys. Yeah, and he's got more hair too. So right. And it's poofy. It's a little funny. It's majestic. I, I wanted to, to get it, I wanted to get it cut after I got my shot today. But Every single great clips in the area was over an hour and a half wait, so it wasn't. wasn't mm. Hey, if you used a bunch of product, could you go up and back like Johnny Bravo? Because that'd be amazing. Maybe. I mean, it's 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 long here. Like I can, I, if I go straight down, it's over my eyes. It's so. still not as long as in the during the like the middle of the pandemic when you had like wavy hair in the back. Yeah, it was. We got into almost mullet territory. I would have yeah. called it mullet territory, but it was so long up top that it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a mullet. It was just. It was party everywhere. That was the, the biggest shock of the last year. Was when you came on pre-show, the day of the cut, right? When you mm -hmm. got it. I mean, high and tight, and it was like ah, <laughs> it was shorter, was shorter around. than normal. And it was coming off of being a lot longer than normal. So yeah. it, it was the one haircut that you, you always make the joke. Oh man, my head feels so much lighter now. And, but you know, it doesn't, no, it does. But but my God, that time absolutely felt it. Uh, so my hair. Crocodile okay. Joe McMullen has a another Ooh. recommendation there. Codename Blast Off is a great documentary if you can find it, and that is the that is the key there if you can find it. Mm -hmm. So, not on the YouTube's. Yeah, that that's probably your best shot. Probably your best shot. You guys have any recommendations for Joe as far as documentaries that he might find interesting, as uh, even tangentially related to toy collecting or collecting in general? Uh, I mean, there aren't that many, right? Like, I think we've named the luminaries. So, no. Uh, I mean, if you just like gathering information on stuff, I'm a big fan of Toy Galaxy. Uh, they're big. They're, they put a new one out every Thursday. That is information, you know, documentary style, uh, short 
films on various properties or television toys, what have you. So that I, I would recommend that channel if you're not watching that channel. There's a what's the there's a show that's been on like ten years about GI Joe. It's like the longest running podcast. Oh yeah. I don't know if documentaries is right for us, though. Well, it's a comedy. It's a tragedy sometimes. A little action once in a while. but it's a tragedy a lot of times. Absolutely, right? There's... um Archives, baby. Yeah. There's us. And then there's... um I don't know if you heard Plastic Crack, like the documentary series. It's on Amazon. Uh-uh. Yeah. It was uh, 2019. And they go through, like, different... They, they even have a, a G.I. Joe episode. All right. So. May have to go check that out. Yeah. Uh, Rob, Rob and I watched Class Action Park. Because uh, act, Action Park commercials were a big part of our childhood. Did you ever go? No, no. And in fact, rather rather famously in our household, I, I, I once asked my mom, you know, hey, how come we never go to this place? It looks like it's a lot of fun. And her answer was, you know, she she was silent for a second. Then she kind of cracked this wry smile and said, "Because I kind of like you kids." <laughs> so, so that was that was why we never went. Mom, are you, are Mom. you familiar, familiar with Action Park, Joe? No. It was a a water park amusement park in New Jersey that I don't even know if it was licensed. Right? It had like loop to loop water slides that weren't powerful enough for kids to make the loop. Yeah. So they would crest the top, but they wouldn't ride the circle down. They would just fall straight down and then come out in the wash with their own blooded teeth at the bottom <laughs> into the community pool. Like, that's why it's called class action. <laughs> flying down cement trails on, on little go-karts without helmets and things like that. It was, it was... Does this exist still? No, not, not anymore, no. It was... It was Early '80s to early '90s. Damn it! If I you can take Wes for his birthday, right? Class Action Park. It's on HBO Max. So if you've got HBO Max, I do. You check that one out. Class All Action right. Park. Those the commercials that you see in that documentary. Those are my youth, <laughs> right there. But every right. break, because Lord knows they pump those things in the, into the afternoon cartoons. So yes, you need to you need to watch that one just to understand. Uh, Draws Walker 9 has one right there. Defunct Land is a great channel. Uh, Defunct Land is all about, uh, mo well, mostly it's about uh, amusement park rides. And it's not something that I've normally got a great deal of interest in, but it's the, the little films are done so well that I find myself watching everything that that channel puts out. So good, good catch, Draws Walker 9. But yeah, Class Action Park on HBO Max. You, you gotta watch that. There's, it, it's very, it, it's presented in, in a pretty humorous way, for the first two thirds of it, and then the last bit of it is is about the people that died going to action parks, and so it takes a bit more of a serious tone for the last third of the movie. But yeah, it's it's, you'll sit there with your your mouth open. It's just the the, the level of the level of crookedness that went on in getting this place licensed and up and running. Just amazing, amazing. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, how could that happen in America? And then they'll say, nestled in northern New Jersey. Like, oh, okay. oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sense now, right? 
Perfect. Now you're terrified. So anyways, next letter. Good evening, what's on Joe Mind Crew? Feel free to shoot down my silly idea. Could you three recreate the epic opening sequence to the 1987 animated G.I. Joe movie? I'm thinking Mark starting with the lyrics, Joe joining on the higher parts, especially with the catchy Cobra, and Mike as the narrator. As Jackson Beck. Uh, I admire your dedication to the podcast and the G.I. Joe brand, and that's from Brad Glynn via email. Short answer to that, Brad, is no, we cannot. Uh, hey, I, never, I didn't think I was ever going to get a voiceover gig again, but cool. Right? right? But he, he wants you to sing, man. You're, you're singing on that one. Uh, not, much, not much to sing. Please try and sing. Right. Clearly, Brad has not tuned into the very early episodes of our show. Uh, way back on Ladies Night One, uh, back in the day, you can hear yours truly belting out the Love Boat theme. Um, so that's quality. Nope. I I was uh, I I actually minored music. I can sing a little. There we go. I know how to sing, but I don't do it particularly well. But I it's not the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. um, Joe, Joe, are there pipes, Joe Colton? Can you carry two? Um, I do better with like somebody to bounce off of. So the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that puts her in solid second place because I'm atrocious. Like, oof, I'm not going there ever. So you do the bartender thing. Hey, out of sight. Ted Washington or something like Ted that. Lange. Ted Lange, whatever. Ted Lange, as Isaac, your bartender. This is this. I, I, it's, I almost think Gary will just appear in a puff of smoke when I make two references to too many 70s shows. It's like Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You say Partridge Family and poof, you'll be here in a minute. Yeah, or, or God forbid we bring Hello Larry back. Hello, Larry. I don't remember Hello, Larry. Uh, it, it, it's for the best. I tried to sit through an episode of Hello, Larry. Ooh. Worse than G.I. Joe Sigma 6. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Cheesier than Sigma 6. That's saying a lot. Mm -hmm. That's what McLean Stevenson left Nash for right there. Mm. That's a good call. Tough. That mass program wasn't headed anywhere. <laughs> Terrible show. Terrible show. I'm sure to get ground under the boot heel of of uh, the television landscape. Not like Hello Larry, which you know Carson used to make fun of it nightly for how bad it was. It was popular. It just wasn't watched well. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that's the post suck because nobody sent us any letters. We told you all week. Hey, there's not a lot of news, so we'll have lots of lots of time for post suck. We could uh, probably take some questions from the peanut gallery then. Yes, well, sure. that is, uh, we certainly will take some suggestions from our live viewers, but hang on to them mm -hmm. for just a second because uh, we do have a segment that we put together just just for situation like this, uh, and that is it, it's we'll call it hindsight. Uh, Joe Colton, give us a theme song real quick. Hindsight. That's all you get. <clears throat> it's bad. Fair enough. You get what you pay for, and I didn't pay for anything. So, fair enough. Fair enough. That's on me. 
But uh, we're going to look back and say if, if there's one thing we could change about the direction of the G.I. Joe franchise at any one point in history, anywhere going back to 1964, what would it be? And Mark, you are, you're again, you're the professional here. You actually wow. worked on the brand itself. If there's one thing you could change going back over the, the long and storied history of the G.I. Joe brand, what would it be? It's it's funny that you mentioned Sigma Six because that's what I was considering pretty heavily <laughs> because it's not it's not remembered that fondly but God the packaging is the best they ever put together those figures were pretty damn cool and I just think if there was better animation it may have lasted so there's the sadness that the animation was so poor and had no chance to connect with the young fan base the fact that they decided they wanted to go to a second scale and chose not to do three and three quarter, which would have engaged a ton of fans like me who saw it come out and went, that's really cool. And I hope it does well, but I'm a three and three quarter guy. So I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going in there, but if they had added a three and three quarter scale rather than a two and a half, they would have brought back a lot of fans who were sitting on the fence really. But in the end, the one I went with, and I got a, I got a visual aid here, charts and graphs, kids, um, is with the movies, the, the actual live action movies. So let me share the screen here because I'm that kind of guy. Is it the timeline of delays? That's well, the, de the delay is what, what murdered the, yeah. the franchise for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, but this is looking at box office, right? For and this is in millions. Right? Can you put it in PowerPoint uh, presentation mode? I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Push that button. I do. Oh. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at we're looking at uh, at millions here, right? So Rise of Cobra is three hundred two. Retaliation is three seventy five. But the really interesting to look at here is the domestic, right? Because Everyone believes Retaliation was a superior movie. And with the addition of The Rock, who wasn't, I mean, he wasn't A-plus back then like he is now, but he was, a, he was a big name and a good ad. And it actually went down domestically, right? Whereas internationally, it kind of took off. But yeah. the fact that Rise of Cobra was so bad that you're not your Joe fans, but you're just average moviegoer or guy who liked G.I. Joe as a kid, but didn't stick with it beyond age 13. They went to go see Rise of Cobra and they hated it and they didn't come back. So a superior movie with a better cast actually did worse domestically here. So the, that was really, I think, G.I. Joe's best you know, since the heyday of Joe, since 1990, we'll say, when the when the brand started to tail off. This really was the best chance for it to connect uh, domestically and mainstream. And uh, the sour taste to the average moviegoer, not to mention, I mean, the diehard Joe fans weren't happy either, but we all came back for the sequel, right? We're not going anywhere. But for the for the opportunity to hit mainstream and become a gigantic deal again, the largely misfired Rise of Cobra movie is my biggest lament for the franchise. 
if they could have just hit that better uh, with as big a budget as they had. Uh, it just it should have been the launching point for the brand, but it misfired on so many different levels that I think that's that's the brand's biggest regret is that you know you only get one chance to make a first impression theatrically, and it just wasn't what it needed to be. Do you think that the second one didn't do domestically well because the first one was so abysmal? Yeah, I think it. I think what you saw was the diehards came back, mm -hmm. but the walk-up audience was severely limited. I mean, not gone completely, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But people who people who went and saw the first one on kind of a lark, right? Ah, it's a summer movie. All right. Or, oh, I remember GI Joe. Yeah. They didn't come back, right? Yeah. Like, the, I, you know, it was weird. Joe, even my mom didn't come back. My mom remembers GI Joe when I was little. She saw it and she was like what is this yeah. this is not what i remember you playing with like the toys and the, and the cartoon and the comic book yeah. and like yeah. that's like an 80 almost 80 year old woman saying i don't want to watch this ever right. again thanks it trended really poorly with 80 year old greek immigrants yeah so that demographic flatlined. but but think about retaliation if, if retaliation had been the first film yeah Right, like now yeah. we're talking. Now we're talking, actually, mm -hmm. right? Because there's a lot of things to like about retaliation, and I think retaliation still suffers some of the stink of Rise of Cobra. Yeah. So, Rise of Cobra know? was was put together during that terrible writers' strike, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. Had, had it had they had enough faith in GI Joe to maybe ride that out until a better script came along. Like, there's even the. I think there's the bones of a good story in Rise of Cobra, but when it came to filling in all those, like they just said, well, okay, we got to get from here to here in the plot, so let's just take what we have and mash it all together like Play-Doh. Yeah. Just make people wear accelerator suits. Yeah, it's it's, and and everybody's connected, and Cobra Commander is Baroness's brother, and it's Tommy from yeah. the Sun, and. Dr. Mindbender's running around in there and Zartan. And Duke was in love with her. And yeah, yeah it just, and yeah, uh, just. It's funny though, because it reminds me a little bit of uh, the first Star Wars prequel that everyone hates, right? Because it's so easy to pan the whole thing. You say Rise of Cobra and people immediately go, oh my God, I remember how bad that was. But suit and lips aside, they pretty much nailed Snake Eyes. Yeah. Right? Ray Park is Snake Eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sign me up. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the Baroness was great. The she just shouldn't have been, you know, Cobra Commander's sister and Duke's girlfriend, right? The Baroness is fantastic. So they did some things really well, but Again, overall, the bones of a good movie there, and they just yeah. they fumbled it on about the ten yard line. Yeah, and I equated a little bit to that Star Wars prequel because people will will shit can that as well. Oh, swear jar. Um, and they go, I hated that whole movie was garbage. You're like, really? You didn't like the Darth Maul saber fight because it's the best saber fight in any of the Star Wars movies. Yes. Right. But people throw it away, and I'm like, double bladed lightsaber. He fights two different guys on a mirrored floor. Right. Don't, don't forget the pod, pod race is good too. I mean, it's exciting. As as a kid, I would have really dug it. As an adult, it, mm. is that with the steampunk uh, goggle things that the little guy yeah. wears? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, some of, there were moments, but it's forgotten 
largely because of the overall pace to the movie, and that's what Rise of Cobra is to a lot of people, to Joe fans certainly, and to the yeah for Joe for a Joe fan, you're like, man, that was really disappointing. I wish mm -hmm. they'd have done better. But to the mainstream, just moviegoer, it's just wow, that sucked. And yeah. When, and when the studio had enough uh, stones to put out a sequel, they voted with their wallet. I don't need any more of that. Hmm. So that's my biggest lament for the Joe brand uh, historically, is that there wasn't more care given to that Rise of Cobra. Okay. So I second that. Uh, you're just you're just gonna piggyback on that one. I, I thought he was gonna go with Sigma Six, so I was like, all right, I'll go with the with the movie. But no, he did two. See, I was like, all right, I got nothing now. I stole them both. <laughs> Man, that was rude. I, That's terrible. I yap so much, I should never go first. Are it's you gonna, fine? Are you gonna fight the honcho, Joe Colton? No, I, I like the honcho. I don't need that. I don't need that footprint. I'm just saying. It was funny. I read the novelization of Rise of Cobra because they had one. And I was curious, like, what else could you possibly try and pack into that movie? And I got to say, Cover Girl was a lot better in the book. Well, She's blinking, you miss her in the movie. Like It had to have been because all she did was get stabbed in the movie. Yes. And take notes for, oh. for Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Right? Dennis Quaid, yeah. yeah, running around with a digital clipboard. Like, the guy, the guy who runs the team for the last thirty years. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but I'm thinking of the actor Dennis. It's Dennis Quaid, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Don't call me Randy, Dennis Quaid. Yes. Randy's up in Canada, right? Hiding out. Yes, in Alberta. Is that where he is? They find him. I thought I thought he had popped up back in in uh, Seattle. Or Portland recently for some. Uh, he might be there for work. I think his family is out in some pro right Paris. rally of some kind. He's he's really down that rabbit hole these days. Yeah, he's in Oregon. He'll take anybody. Yeah, I mean he's got a big big enough beard. So, anyway, he had to grow his beard a certain length before they'd allow him over. So, anyways, I'm gonna turn the the clock back a little bit further. On, on it. I'm going to say that the the one thing that I would change would be to somehow repair the relationship uh, with between Hasbro and Marvel Sunbow after the second season of the animated series. I think the, the, the big switch after the animated movie going to, to you know taking a couple years off and then showing up as a Deke production I think it relegated G.I. Joe as an animated series from being something really special, something that had a really long run and a really productive run, much like Ninja Turtles did. Like Ninja Turtles was on like 10 years from 87 to 96 or something. It was, it was a, a monolith of afternoon television. I think G.I. Joe was headed that way. Uh, and and Marvel Sunbow losing that contract Cut it off at the knees, and I, I think that that has had a bit of a ripple effect because, like, you haven't kept Ninja Turtles off TV since, right? It, it's just, it always keeps coming back in some way, shape, or form. Transformers, to a lesser degree, for most of its run, but recently has has become big business again.
but even even in the 90s when nobody really cared you could still find a transformers something on air mm -hmm. and, and joe has had some stops and starts in there you know we, we can't forget extreme and we can't forget sigma six but those were they were really they were missteps more than anything else and, and i think that had that marvel sunbow cartoon series run five or six seasons had it really captured that that 85 to 90 run of gi joe you know unbroken i i think we would have one of the all-time classic um animated series on on our pans and i think i mean i think we do anyway i think the two seasons that we got are are, are really good are really high quality especially for the time that they were done uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take two seasons of G.I. Joe and put it up against anything uh, that came out within 10 years of it one way or the other. Uh, I, I think it's really solid, but man, that Deke stuff really relegated it, took it down a peg. And, and those those that run, that two season run really belongs in a trash bin. Um, so if, if there's one thing I could change, that would be it. It would that be that Marvel Sunbow got to keep the G.I. Joe animated series. Probably would have well, seen Marvel Sunbow. That's true, too. And and the uh, and part of the ongoing part, uh, bit of that sadness is that the good Joe animation that has followed, Resolute and Renegades, never really got a chance either, right? Resolute yeah. was a, was a one-off, basically. It yeah. did what they expected, I think, but there were never plans for it to be more than yeah, it was. I think, I think that's what it was. I think that yeah. was... But Renegades, Renegades was a pretty good show, and it got put on a you know through through a, you know their own marketing deal. It got put on a network nobody had, so nobody got a chance to see it. So it's it's really unfortunate that Joe has as a as a brand has a high watermark for animation that was really short. So yeah, that is a. Renegades was just 18 with kids. Yeah, but Renegades was also the highest rated show on the hub. Uh, wow. Which is like being... Sure. Yeah, I mean, big fish, small pond. But uh, S. Meyer says, anyone who hasn't listened to a long Buzz Dixon interview, do yourselves a favor. Yeah, go back and find ours. Yeah. Go back down to our Podbean page. We talked to Buzz Dixon twice. We had him for a couple hours each time. Uh, and we go at length about G.I. Joe and, and so... Yeah, go go into our library. Don't go find one. Find right. ours. Find it here. Find it Playbo here. Playboy. Podbean link down below. Type in Buzz Dixon right there for you. Listen to ours. Mm -hmm. Ten years on the air. You think we didn't talk to Buzz Dixon? You're crazy. We talked to Buzz Dixon. We talked to Torch Dixon. We talked to we Ripper talked Dixon. Dixon. We couldn't get Monkey Wrench Dixon on the yeah. air, but whatever. Well, I mean, he, he he died back in '98, so that's that's fine. Yeah, fine, whatever. It's a great soda incident. <laughs> Ter terrible, terrible bottle capping. He choked on a fork. Right, that right was, in the eye. That was attached to an assault rifle somehow. So, no worries, dude. We're just giving you a hard time. We understand. There's so many of you guys that are new. That uh, you, you, I mean, we we did a ten year anniversary episode a couple weeks ago, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It doesn't necessarily register as anything. But yeah, go you if you think of a think of somebody who was involved with the old show or writing the comic or what have you, plug it into our search engine. You you 
you might be surprised. We have probably talked to somebody mm -hmm. uh, in regards to that. So I thought our Clooney interview was fantastic. A lot well, of depth there. I didn't expect. You know, Clooney, he's he's a pro's pro. He always brings his A game and stuff like yeah. that. Jordan was kind of a jerk, though. I mean, somewhere, somewhere to be, I guess. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. To go back, I've gone into the back catalog, heard the Buzz interview, and you still didn't plug it. Everyone can plug the damn show. You don't need an invite. You don't need to be licensed. Where have we gone wrong? You are all advocates. This is your fault, Joe Colton. That's they're, rough, but okay. they're following Joe Colton's lead. They are not playing the damn show. I don't like it when mom and dad fight. <laughs> and I really don't like it when mom's on mute and can't defend herself. Right? Oh, she's choosing not to. She's, choosing. Oh, she's, cur she's cursing for free. Right? Crazy yes, like I am. Crazy like a box. Remember, the Joe Colton swear jar brought to you by all the cool stuff and McClure's Pickles. I'm surprised I didn't catch that quicker. That's really marked. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it dressed up later. I've only had a day and a half, and I, you know, like I got a job and stuff. So make sure the pickle check comes in first, though. Yeah. Right. Did you guys interview Deke? No. Why would we talk to them? They tried to kill our show. Yeah. Plus, you don't want to be you don't want to be searching for that on the internet. You get in trouble. I have I have actually reached out on many occasions to talk to some Deke voice talent. Oh. I just it just hasn't ever worked out for us. So we'll 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 hold off on on the who's because you never know who's going to eventually turn around and say yes. Mm. But. Um, so yeah, that's that. So we'll turn now to uh, our viewer questions. If anybody has something that they're just gotta know about what's on Joe Mind or what we think about something that's going on in the property, we'll do our best to answer some of those before we get going. And if they uh, want to know where to get red plum Nantucket, oh Nantucket nectar, want to try that one again? Well, I've been <laughs> I've been drinking, cut me some slack, but it's out there. Just gotta look for it. Joseph asked which release classified figure deserves a do-over the most. Um, Don't let me go first. I'll grab the easy one. Profit director. Yeah, but I, I don't like it either. But that's so much not so much a do-over as a don't do. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to do over. You don't yeah. want profit director two, right? No, I just don't want it. Yeah, you know, so that's not really a do-over. I would do say over. I would say roadblock, but they gave him a do-over. Uh, and they they did it much better the second time. Um, oh, Cobra Commander, so he doesn't have a chain covering. Yeah, I, Cobra Commander's probably a, a good pick too, just because mm -hmm. there's as we as I've said time and time again, right? There's so many design elements at work there that if you get rid of two or three of them, there's still plenty. Yeah. yeah. But I have to say that for me, the 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 far and away head and shoulders above the rest answer is gung ho. Yeah. Absolutely gung ho. Oh, so the hat. The, the hat's wrong. The chest tattoo is wrong. Just if you can't put the the bird and ball on his chest, just put a t shirt on him. How about that's that? it? That's it, right? And, and yeah, and yes, on his arm, and that's fine. But and some people would still complain, but at least it's not wrong, right? There were enough gung ho versions wearing a shirt. 
that he doesn't have to be bare chested. If you can't get the logo, if you can't get the tattoo, then don't do it. Don't use it. So my question is, did they even try? I don't think we honestly, I don't think Hasbro hasn't officially said anything. I don't think. Okay. Like, but, have they tried? Like, did they even ask? Because, like, the Marine Corps would totally want somebody, like, that kids are playing with. Because that goes into the recruitment. Like, oh, we got a new G.I. Joe. And, like, yeah. these guys are getting recruited. They have kids. They want to play with the G.I. Joe. Like, How many times have we heard over the years, online or on the show, somebody mm -hmm. say, I served two tours in Afghanistan and I signed up because i loved gi joe as a kid right like hundreds yeah it's, hundreds it's a of real times. thing out there and even from a just from a, a marketing slash design perspective you could go full shirt or you can go you know bare chest with a, a fake logo a fake but not not what we're looking for not the ega or mm -hmm. you can go a shirt and just tease the top of the tattoo right just a little tiny bit not enough that it's actionable but if it's just the half kind of circle of the top of the eagle's head mm -hmm. then you're actually given a nod that yeah it's down there it's just wearing a shirt i mean there are ways to to maneuver around it but doing it it's, it's like when we would get a name when we couldn't get a name right had lost the trademark on the name there's ways around it. that's why you've seen over the years agent scarlet right and sergeant flash and Anthony yeah. Flash Gambello. There's ways to do it where you're still honoring, you know, what what it was. And and not that everything now has to be slavish to the original design anyway. You know, you can do something different and it will be okay, you know, if it's cool, it'll be okay. So I just feel gung ho. If it right. looks good, it'll be okay. Gung ho is just I mean, such a miss. Best gung ho design was uh, resolute gung-ho and you know no chest tattoo yeah mm. and had the flak vest on so anyways uh that's right gung-ho is our answer gung-ho gung-ho yeah oh, okay. yeah uh does the toy line ride on the success of the new movie i think the longevity of the toy line yeah. rides on the success of the movie I think there's going to be a classified line regardless of how Snake Eyes does at the box office. I think if Snake Eyes does fantastic at the box office, we're a lot more likely to see deeper dives into G.I. Joe or, you know, animals, maybe some vehicles that we recognize, um, things like that. I, I think if, uh, if Snake Eyes just kind of does its six weeks at the box office and, and saunters off into the bargain bin at the Walmart, eh, maybe we're just stuck getting repaints of Snake Eyes and Duke for another couple of years uh, with the occasional low-light Ricondo beach guy. So, you know, uh, so yes and no. I, 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 and you guys may disagree with that, but that's, that's how I see the success of the movie playing into things. I think the short term, no, long term, yes. Like it affects it. Yeah, my my fear is is there doesn't appear to be any other than the Lady J live action thing, but that's very sounded very adult focused. 
doesn't seem like there's any kid-focused entertainment to draft off the movie, unless they've kept it so completely under wraps that there's just been no leaks about it whatsoever. But that's so rare. That's not a Hasbro thing. That's just a just a you know internet thing. But if there was something coming right after the movie, especially as long as the movie's been delayed, I think we would know something about it by now. Even if they didn't want the news out, something would have leaked. So it doesn't it doesn't seem like they're completely behind Joe as a franchise. I think they want to see how the Snake Eyes movie does before they commit. But like Mike said, the classified line is already, you know, it it, it has to have far surpassed their expectations for it. So now how big can it get uh, with the current amount of marketing and, and entertainment push? That's the big question. But if they're content with it at this level, there's no reason it can't continue at this level for quite some time. Obviously, the collector base is supporting the amount of production they're putting out. And 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 there's room, obviously room to grow. Right. But uh but yeah, without without some kind of follow up kid focused uh some kind of animation or uh entertainment, uh it's pretty clear that Hasbro is not fully behind a launch of G.I. Joe. What is your favorite classified figure so far? My vote goes to Zartan. Uh, Joe Colton, why don't you go first on this one? What's your favorite one so far? And um, Ninja. It is not the Red Ninja, actually. It is uh, it is Zartan. Um, and if I can get my hands on Major Blood, I'm pretty sure he'll be my uh, my next favorite one. So I did like Destro. Destro was Destro and the Baroness were really my favorite ones and then i just got zartan and he looks amazing like the sculpt is great his facial expressions like the, the strong figures in this line are i mean in some cases they're the best versions of those characters ever yeah i'd like to shake the whoever the sculptor is on the the ones that are like super amazing i'd like to shake that guy's hand or girls mark weber what do you think uh, well, I don't. Uh, the Zartan looks tremendous. But I don't. I don't have him yet, right? So mm -hmm. I haven't actually even looked at him, you know, through the through the window. But the Baroness is perfect. Like that's the best Baroness figure ever. Mm -hmm. And Baroness and Baroness figures have been largely disappointing over the years, right? They just haven't quite captured. I, I would argue that none have really captured the kind of essence of the Baroness since the original, and. This one's just amazing, and it's it's a shame it wasn't more readily available for collectors to buy. Although that will make it even more uh, raptly applauded when they put it back out. And even if it's only paint difference, right? You can do blue Baroness, you can do crimson Baroness, and it will look awesome mm -hmm. because the sculpt and the detail is so amazing. And that's one where I think you really have to give credit to someone on the team because the original artwork had her with strong purple highlights in her hair and the video game has her with half purple hair which is so off-brand and off-character for the so weird that somebody fixed that right somebody said you know what no and and thank god because we all would have been breaking out the black sharpie to to fix that figure look yeah. at it, it's black hair so it's easy to fix um, 
But yeah, that Baroness is, is absolute top shelf. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, for me, just to be different, I'll, I'll, I'll throw Destro out there. I mean, he's way back in wave one, but man, he was the top of wave one. And there was like great. Snake Eyes was real good out of wave one. I don't want to just tear down wave one, but uh, wow, Destro was, was just fantastic. And I, I really think that he holds up even as we've, We've gotten a little bit better overall as things have gone by, but I think I think that they are all rising to the level of what that Destro figure set out at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, Joel McMullen has an interesting nuts and bolts kind of question for us. Uh, who at Hasbro has made the decision to put G.I. Joe on the back burner? Was it Brian Goldner himself or a marketing decision? Everybody blames Hasbro. What area of Hasbro is actually responsible? And I don't have the answer to that. Um, I, I dare say that it's a tough one to answer because the, the the faces that we see on all the live streams that they do, like that's the design team and the marketing team, and GI Joe is their job, and they're trying to do their job well. So it's not them. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the people. When when Hasbro gets on the screen and talks to us. Mm -hmm. They're in the boat with us. They want mm -hmm. Hasbro, they want GI Joe to be great because they want to be recognized as doing their job really well. So it's it's somewhere above that, but it's it's tough to say past that because you know obviously nobody at our level is privy to that sort of thing. And and you know obviously the easy thing to do here is to toss it to Mark. But Mark, you're in that boat too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, GI Joe, it's your job. Clearly, you're not sabotaging it. No, I mean it's that kind of decision is way up the food chain, and it's hard to it's hard to tell even when you're on the team who is who does or doesn't believe in your brand, and you know there's there's any number of reasons for it. But the uh, you know what what hurt Joe, what really crippled the Joe brand was the delaying of the movie, because when the movie got pushed back a year, the the you know what was the brick and mortar you know backbone of the brand was i mean there were three there was toys r us who was loyal until they closed and there was walmart and target who were frustrated that they had to keep all that movie merchandise in their uh distribution centers and then finally when the movie came out because all that wave one stuff actually came out without a movie and got snapped up because we're fans. We don't need a movie to buy new product. But when it actually came out with the movie, it didn't move because there was no collector packs. So they sat on product for a year, finally put it out, and didn't even get the pounce that every new thing gets, right? So they were already mad at it, and then it wouldn't move. And then that divorced Walmart and Target from G.I. Joe as a brand. So the delay of the movie is what really hurt Joe. And then the delays of the third film uh, is what kept Hasbro from getting behind it. Because when I joined the brand in September of 2014, I was working on movie product for a movie that was supposed to be spring 2016. Right? I'm thinking about a long time, five, more than five years ago. It was supposed to be out. So... I, I don't fault Hasbro after after the the second movie's delay and retail frosting on the brand. I don't fault them for waiting when they felt a movie was around the corner. 
There's no reason to try to talk Walmart and Target back into Joe when the movie is right around the corner and you know they'll take movie product. So the idea to really relaunch Joe with the third film is a good one, but the constant delays of that third movie continued to kind of sabotage the brand. Although, and as much as we all would have liked to have had a lot of Joe product over the last couple of years, and I think we're all a little wary of the Snake Eyes movie, but just think about it here. What if it's great? What if it's really good? And it crosses over to mainstream and the movie mm -hmm. product flies off shelves and people and hopefully kids are clamoring that they need more G.I. Joe. If that if that's actually what happens, it'd be hard to look at the last five years and say Hasbro did it wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe, and this is again. If the movie's great and the product's great and it flies, you might look back and say, you know what? The brand needed a rest. And now we're absolutely rolling. I mean, that's, I know that's best case scenario, but it is still a possibility, right? Yeah. It could happen. So it's a little pie in the sky, but eh, if, if G.I. Joe winds up being a huge success, if Snake Eyes winds up being that success, that nobody's going to remember that the empty years out in the desert so right and then you would look back at whomever it was up the food chain at hasbro who pumped the brakes on joe or pulled pulled the emergency brake truly and you wouldn't look at them as the guy or gal who be, killed gi joe barry horowitz dreaming. yeah or who wouldn't support it you might look at that person and say wow they had the vision <laughs> to give the brand a hiatus in order to you know, build the appetite and align the brand correctly for a proper relaunch. And I'm not, I'm listen, not, I'm not defending, and I'm not killing anybody either that. way. I'm just saying, it's hard to hard to judge it right now. And and, it, and not to not to make anybody nervous. And I'm not the only guy thinking this. But wow, a lot rides on that movie. Yeah, like I'm, I am a little skeptical, but I'm hopeful. God, I hope it's I hope it's good, right? Because mm -hmm. if it's because if it's just okay or not very good, that's like strike three from a mainstream theatrical perspective. I, I want good, but I'll for crappy with but successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look, look. If it turns out like Transformers, whatever. Transformers is you know that that terrible run of movies gave that line and incalculable kick in the butt so whatever if that's what if that's what we got if i got to sit through a bad movie yeah. to get what that brand has gotten let's do it yeah if this is a bad movie like fast and the furious bad sign me up right sign me up because we're going to get 14 more right. <laughs> so, and one in space you're going to space yeah gonna robo diesel is up there Got to get a rune back on to talk about that one. Uh, Matt Rubin asks, what one person would each of the team like to interview? They haven't interviewed before besides Larry Hama. And forgive me if you've already interviewed him. We've had Larry Hama on the show four times, five times. Yeah. I think I think Larry Hama might get a jacket. I have to go back and count. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he might be in the five-timers club. So mm. no problems there. Again, go back, listen, what, click on the 
click on the links and, and you'll get to our Podbean library. And there's lots of good stuff there from years gone by. But uh, Mark, why don't we start with you, man? You've, you've been with us the shortest amount of time. We haven't done a ton of interviews with you. So who have, who have we not talked to that you want to talk to? See, I don't, and I don't know that much even about this guy. And it's actually an impossibility because he's no longer with us. But I always say if I was putting together the, the Mount Rushmore, right, of, of my G.I. Joe, of a real American hero, the 1982 relaunch, it's Larry Hama, you know, for writing it, basically. Uh, Kirk Bazigian for being the visionary marketer. We all know marketing drives the bus. Uh, Ron Rudette, right, for designing it. But so much of it, of the brand's, I think, longevity and cohesiveness is Hector Grito and his original mm -hmm. artwork. And I just don't know that much about him. Uh, and I would like to have picked his brain a little bit on why he chose it that way, chose to make the art that way. What limitations was he under when he built it? Uh, and what are just some of his favorites? Uh, what's one, you know, was there any rejected artwork? that he wishes he could have got out or he's just a big, big deal with the reason why my favorite brand was the juggernaut of the eighties. A lot of things went right for the Joe brand back then, but I don't think you can oversell how important his artwork was for making it the runaway hit that it was. So I would love to, to have gotten a better sense of, of his process and, and his contribution, what he felt about his contribution to the Joe Colton, who, who haven't we talked to in five years? I was going to say, like, I don't, I don't, I wish, so I do wish that I was on the show when you interviewed John Chu. Like, that would have been cool. Um, I do want to interview Michael Bell. All right. That's, Get Big Mike back on there, see if he's yeah. Because like I've talked to the ladies, I've talked to most of the voice actors, like the other actors, like most of the writers, the you know everybody involved behind the scenes on the toy line. But like Michael Bell, like I've met him, we've joked around, but I haven't like sat down and talked to him. So like he's like probably my holy grail. He's a good dude. Yeah, been quite funny. I'll tell everybody the story of, of the get that we didn't get. Um, we've had Bill Ratner, you know, Flint on mm -hmm. the show any number of times. And every time Bill is on the program, um, we get the Chuck McCann story, right? About yes. how Chuck, Chuck designed the, the Rudy Kazooty puppets and all that stuff. Every time we get that story. And I, and I love it. I love that he loves to tell that story. But for a long time, I was chasing down Chuck McCann to get him on the show. And, and God forbid, if we had landed that interview, I was going to bring Bill on to, to, to be one of the hosts for that episode, just to, just to have Bill talk to Chuck McCann. And, uh, you know, Chuck McCann must have smelled the, smelled a rat because he never, he never responded to the request. He's like, no, I know what you're doing. And now, unfortunately, Chuck is, is no longer with us. So it's, it's tough to, gonna be tough to pull that one off until you know we're we're doing the great podcasts in the sky so that that was the one that got away right um what i think it would be neat to I, it would be neat to get uh, uh rob paulson or maurice lamarche hmm. 
big fan of Pinky and the Brain, and knowing that those two guys both have a foot uh, in the past of G.I. Joe, I, I think would be a great get for, for this program. And I think they, those guys have really interesting stories to tell. You know, Rob of, Rob Paulson was, of course, Torpedo, or I'm sorry, not Torpedo, Tripwire and Snowjob back in, in Sunbow Marvel. Maurice LaMarche was Destro for the Deke run of, of cartoons. So they, they did both work on the property, but those would be interviews where we wouldn't be talking too much about the property, as mm-hmm. often goes with voice talent. So, uh, yeah, those guys are still busy as hell, so they, they don't really answer a lot of requests that I sent either. But it's it's a whole different game getting voice talent these days just because podcasts weren't a thing you know, six, seven years ago. So there wasn't, there, there's all these extra layers of representation that you have to get through. And so they look at our, our Podbean site and they see, wow, 1.3 million downloads. And they don't think anything about it. like that. That's a lot of downloads. We have been listened to more than, than just about any other G.I. Joe show out there. And it, as far as the audio library goes, and we're still just getting this this format change rolling. So our YouTube stats are not terribly impressive at the moment. Like, share, and subscribe, damn it. Yeah. But uh, they will be. And uh, the sooner the better. We need your help. Anyways. Um, um, so that, that it's, it's a tough spot to be in right now. So, I mean, short term... The folks that we talk to from the cartoon will probably be the folks that we already know, um, you know, because i am been pretty good about maintaining a lot of those contacts over the years. But uh, but yeah, it's tough to get a hold of the new folks now because everybody has an agent for appearances and a different agent for television and another agent for radio podcasts and a different agent. Like everybody's got a, a different agent for whatever media they might be representing themselves in, and it is just tough to be seen and heard and like it's like shooting a flare in the air and just hoping that they see it but dream dream interview that's that's my guy either maurice lamarche or or rob all right yeah i was just thinking another one of the 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 ones you can't get because they're no longer here how good would chris latta be oh Oh, he passed away long long time ago but for a guy who was the iconic voice of cobra commander and starscream like Mm -hmm kind of the voice of a lot of our childhoods right like he's he really would have been something if his if his voice had lasted right after screeching so long but uh, no one ever wants to interview kenny holiday and i really want him to be interviewed we've tried ah we've kenny holiday is not on social media he is he is kenny holiday did for those asking at home he was the voice of roadblock on the old uh, Sunbow cartoons, and he also was on Matlock for several years. Uh, so he, oh, yeah. he's tough to get a hold of. Like, so, I, but I have written, I have hand, you know, handwritten and typed out letters to his his representation and sent physical mail to try and get him on the show. So we have tried. Uh, it is it is difficult. Uh, like I said, it's everybody has extra layers of representation now, and it's just a, it's a, it's a absolute minefield to try and get through because uh, I, I have horror stories and I'm not going to tell them because it's going to make people sound um, so um, but that's that's it for that 
Um, we're going to bring it in a little bit early because I am, frankly, I'm wiped out after getting my second shot today. I need to go to bed. Oh, yeah. So we'll yeah, go. To, we will move into what we got in. Mark Weber, what you got in this week? Uh, well, I was going to do a live unboxing, but we can do it. We can save it if we're trying to get out quick. No, go now. We're, we're early for where we're normally at at this point. Well, I want to thank Walmart for sending me some of my stuff. Um, Is it so an empty box? Let's see how the pla how the bubble mailer did this time around. Terrifying. Right? Every time you open up something, I'm like... It's so bad. If I can cut it with my own exacto knife. See, Bad Boy Toy Store bubble wrapped mine. You mean Big Bad Toy Store? Big Bad, sorry. What did I say? They're the best. Oh. So here we go. You know what? Oh. That's not bad. Lift it's it up. And... Yeah. Not bad. Not yeah. bad for uh, for Duke here. Uh, mine didn't come with a jetpack, though. But, okay. So, you know what? I'll give him credit where credit's due. And now, wait a minute. It, it does That one doesn't come with the jetpack. It's the jetpack, Duke, but there's no jetpack. So weird, oh. so weird how that happens. Well, let's see here on round two with the bubble mailer. We got, you know what? Huh? Not bad. I think I'm lucky though. I'm not saying I'm not endorsing their bubble packing. Wrap. And then, oh, did you go on a shopping spree? What's going on? Take the box first. Make sure there's something in it. Well, these are. Pay attention, Target. These are pre-orders, you know, where you ask people if they want these things, and they say yes, and then you honor that commitment and take their money and send them their stuff. But it's so weird to me when some of it comes in a box, but others come in bubble mailers when they're from the same fulfillment center. Oh, like, I was going to say, are they the same or are they different? Nope. So that's good. Right? Looking good. So but, I sent that one in a box full of packing material. Right now. And the other two. Take a risk. Box, right? Cobra Commander. Lady J. Flipper, because they know. Did you right? order them at the same time? Yes. Okay. But they chose to ship to in a more dangerous way and pay triple shipping rather than just put them all in the same box. And they arrived same day. So it wasn't like some were ready before the others. Like Maybe it's a different shift. Nice. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I got in, and they're all in good shape, which I didn't expect from two of them in bubble mailers. So not, not Walmart, not. I'm a happy customer. Shop smart. Shop Walmart. Wait. Joe Cold, what'd you get in? Yeah, it's looking good. All right. Zartan in the box. The yes. Reflected box. Yes. I'm trying to like. Oh. Can I do it? It's good. Look, we know what Zartan looks like. You're fine. His head sculpt is so great. Look at that. That's a really good thing. And look at the chest cut, right? Yeah. Hard yeah. to see it. 
You'd be so impressed. Right? Like you can just, like on his abs on the side, you can mm -hmm. see it, but then there's like a vest and it's hidden and it looks natural. It totally works. I look crazy. It's like <laughs> he's wearing it's like he's wearing a bra or a bro. Either way. Man's ear. Natural he's wearing a crop top. Right. An with armored the, crop top. With capri pants. Bro is too ethnic. Man's yeah. ear. That's I a have a line thing. on a second one. <laughs> Maybe. I might be able to help one Mr. Weber. Oh, I mean, I, it's pre-ordered. It should be coming. So oh, okay. All right. Like, All right. It's from Big Bad. Like I'll Big Bad Toy Stories has been my go-to for God, 20 years, probably, right? Yeah. And even though they're they're often later than you can get it, certainly at retail and even from other online guys. Yeah. It's and it's usually a little bit more expensive. You can find mm -hmm. it cheaper elsewhere. But I've never had them cancel something I ordered unless the entire product didn't come out. I think that happened right. once. So they asked me for Zartan if I wanted my money back because there was a delay or if I chose to continue to wait. And I was like, oh, wait. There you go. And they sh and they package it up super yeah. nice. Oh, even, my God. Even though I don't ask for the, the, the collector grade, back. right? So good. So uh, I got nothing but praise for Big Bad. So I'll pay a little more. And I'll wait a little longer they, to support someone who takes care of their customers. Don't yes. They um they carry my mythic uh legion stuff as well. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, oh, it's gonna get expensive. Yeah, it is. But the pile of loot is great too, right? Just show yeah. me all my stuff when I want. Yeah. So, and pile of loot day is like Christmas, right? Here's nine things. That's so good. <laughs> Mike, what did you get in? Yes. I got. I had a big week last week. I got nothing in this week. Okay. Um, I'm empty this week. Not Frogman two. Not Frogman two. No, didn't even look for him. Sad panda. Because <laughs> uh, you you missed it on Wednesday. We were talking about customizing, taking the head off a of Frogman and finding a, somebody to turn into Frog Woman. Frog Woman. Oh. Because you know his 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 head is, it's got little eyes down in there. I think that's awesome. But it's it's pretty nondescript. It's not it's not a very male head. It's just a frog head. So we'll figure out figure out how to get his frog head on on somebody's female body and make frog lady. You have to put eyelashes on frog head. That's, Ooh, that's a good idea too. Oh, good point. Good good. And maybe some lips. We had you, we had you on the show for a reason. I knew it. There are times. Just get the little. Get little lipstick on the top and on the bottom. That's yeah, cool. just a little red. Not, not too go, much. Not too much. Not like the crashing. whole thing. Just like. Yeah. We don't want to go the whole mouth. We don't. We don't want frog hussy. No, no. Yeah, no. We don't want to look trashy. I'm gonna be classy. No. Yeah. Classy frog lady. That's what I'm talking yes. about. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, that's that. That's so nothing. I I got nothing. But uh, that does bring us to shout outs. So, Mark Weber, who are we shouting out to? Ooh, this is a good one because it's visual too, right? Get oh. your get your Kleenex, people. You know, since I've been choking up on the show lately. But check this out. You're going to like this. Everyone, I mean, everyone knows, but check it out. So. Oh, I got to share this, don't I? You got to share it. Okay, up it goes. This oh. is 
Conrad Mouser. This is yes. Diana, Diana Davis's cat who she rescued uh, off the streets out in California. And his mm. transformation, I think this was like six or seven months. And this is a this is a straight, straight rip of her image uh, that she's put out there. But and she's taking care of, of some other animals she's found, not to mention her bulldogs, uh, who were you know selected that didn't just show up. But if you look at this, I mean, she saved this cat's life. Yeah. And gave him a wonderful home and named him Conrad Mouser, which I thought was tremendous. Uh, and he uh, he passed away this week, but no earlier this week, yeah. But he had uh, he had I think three and a, three and a half really good years, probably the best years of his life, right? Uh, with uh, with Diane and Cullen. So uh, to Conrad Mouser, cat number one, uh, you know, wish you well on your uh, your trip over that rainbow bridge. <sighs> Look at that bow tie. Kill it. <laughs> and of course, to Diane and Cullen for rehabilitating, right? That cat and and, uh, and giving him giving him such he a good He was over idea. 15. Oh, well, yeah, I feel so bad for, for missing that now. For a I'm cat sorry, that was, Diana. That was on the street, you know, for a while. You had a run. 15. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a that's a good run right there. He made it over 15. That's great. He was a good old gent by all accounts. And we, we, we will miss seeing his exploits. Yes. But who we got, Mark? Who else we got? That's it. Uh, I, mean, I gave you four cats. That's pretty good, right? Well, you gave us, well, yeah, I'll go with it, sure. Yeah. Go call who we got. Yeah. Um, a shout out to the fans who on every Friday come and see us and chat up the uh, the peanut gallery. And even the occasional Wednesday. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. And to you guys and to Conrad Mauser, I'm, I feel bad. I totally missed it this week. I haven't been online a lot. Um, he's a good cat. And to Diana Davis, who is awesome for, for other reasons that, that she knows that she's awesome and she's a very good friend and I do miss seeing her. So, but I guess that's my, my shout out. My shout out this week is to Diana. There we go. So not, not, nothing for the wrist lock, West Whitlock? No. He didn't put the rice cooker away. <laughs> wow. Rough crowd. You know what? Uh, he made me go. He made me take a nap. Like I'm not 10, but it was a good idea. I have to but say. He, but was he right? He was right. Don't tell him, though. I won't. I don't won't like this. <laughs> we won't tell him. I am going to give a shout out to the wristlock West Whitlock. Because oh my god! <laughs> that's a that's a crazy existence that he's he's dealing with. And uh, thank you for putting her to bed for an hour. Because God, if she had, only imagine how this show would have gone. <laughs> he said I was very moody <laughs> and snippy, and I had a face that just made him say that I needed to go take a nap. You know what? I'm, I'm giving him so many so many courage points right there because <laughs> telling your wife that she's moody is a double-edged sword and they're both pointed at you. Yeah. Either she isn't and she'll be upset at the characterization or she is and she'll snap even further. So yeah. this, uh, this I apparently made a face. The seven yeah. up zero 
Chris, for you, the wrist lock. Oh. This red plum's for the wrist. I will let him know you're cheersing him. This is yes. crazy. Uh, also want to give a shout out to our fine sponsors at Kokomo Toys. Uh, we sang the theme song before, but let's get it one more time. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Toys. I'm sorry, I thought there was a delay. No, just just my uh, my impressive. Uh, I don't want to say impressive. No, that's not the word. expressive pause. Mm. You know, just because I'm I'm really trying to to drive home the soul. I'm digging it. Uh, give a shout out to the underheralded fourth man of the What's on Joe Mine operation. That's right, Dave Tree. No, Rob, rack time, Rob. Yes. The big O. He corrals the peanut gallery. Holy. Yeah, the Rock, Ole Anderson, yes. Uh, he is in the other room at times laughing his fool head off. And banning Sean herself. Shanning, yes. Well, I mean, Shanning. <laughs> it must Freudian slip when we're talking about banning people, right? I'm bringing up Channing Tatum, right? But, um, um, what I, 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 yeah. You're thinking about shirtless Duke. Yeah. Shirtless Duke? Yeah, Channing. Well, yeah. Look, man, I, I ain't gay, but if I was, that'd be <laughs> John, the John Stamos. Right? Right? No. Anyhow, uh, shout out to our fans watching in the live stream tonight. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, got up to about 40 strong at our peak. Thank you. Uh, you can really help us out a bunch by liking our video while you're here. I know there's 35 of you watching. So just go down and hit that button. Like like the video. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't. You guys are pretty good about that these days. But there's still about 15% of you every week that aren't subscribed. Subscribe, please. Get us up to 1,000. We have a whole other prize pack waiting for when we get to a thousand and we will reveal that to you guys as we get closer but we're at 5 30 something now so i ain't showing you nothing nope. yet uh, we've got a ways to go yeah i got a i got a box of i got a box full of stuff and we'll get it sent to somebody as soon as you guys bring up the step numbers. up come on come on we know you got issues but what you really need are subscriptions Right. Uh, also, give a shout out to the folks who are watching this on recording. We know everybody can't catch us live, like our good friend Dave Tree over in the UK. Wake uh, up, Dave! Yeah, like he can't do he can't do Friday night at nine because in the UK it's like I think it's Sunday morning at three. I don't know. It's, it's something. Not quite, but yes. It's something bizarre like that, or it's Wednesday afternoon at one thirty. I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't know how that the time zones. I don't know how they. Five work. hours ahead. I'm confused. So, um, so yeah, it's it's a, uh, it's it's all strange and odd to me. It's 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 like spirits control the clock. Mm, it's magic, dark magic. Um, please, while while you're checking out links down there, we mentioned the the coffee link before. Uh, you see that everything has been changed to. Paying for Joe Colton swears in the swear jar, um, and and if you pay just get pay for one swear a month, that's that's better than paying for twenty swears all at once. Uh, those those monthly, the monthly subscription, great, you know, we'll, we'll take it. 
we'll take whatever you want to give us really it's, it, we we got to get this thing to pay for itself we're not here to make money uh but we do have to we, we do have to subsidize the expenses that this channel is putting together uh for us to bring the entertainment that that we think you guys deserve for being our fans uh there's there's some here's some insight uh bjorn jacob benoison benonison uh, i'm sorry bjorn jacob uh, it's 432 here in norway so wow um that dude's a fan shout out to you man That's yes you're 32 in the morning good god what's his channel i want to like and subscribe to it right yeah well it's, he's there he's right there in the live stream just click on his name he knows what he's doing That's he right. wasn't he wasn't Bjorn yesterday. Dad. All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> and <laughs> look at him. He's 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 ready on the return. Gotta give I, uh, you know thank what? God you chose on tonight, because Lord knows I'm not. I deserve that. It's fine. You did. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but for As the only dad on the program. You're gonna have to expect a dad joke now and then. That's fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, it, it, we're getting out too early for your kids to try and sneak an appearance. So I guess you had to make that had to make yeah. that presence felt. That's true. But uh, let's we'll tie it up here. We'll actually get out in our kind of close to our 90 minutes. Uh, but for my co-hosts, the Honcho Mark Weber, uh, the Queen Joe Colton, I'm Mike Irizarry. Be sure to tune in next week uh, for what's on Joe Mind. We'll be here Friday night at 9 p.m. Uh, remember, get yourself vaccinated. It's it's easy. It's free. Uh, most of you aren't even going to have any side effects if you can't be vaccinated. Uh, exercise your freedom of choice and choose to keep yourself safe and others safe from COVID-19. Wear a mask. Uh, uh, practice social distancing. Stay six feet away from people when you're indoors. Uh, and, and be smart. If you can't be safe, be smart. And, and uh, just have a great rest of the week. We'll see you all next week. Yo, Joe. I wore out. I had to change hands. That's a lefty. <laughs>